It wasn't really that long ago in America that in virtually every school, including the public schools, the Pledge of Allegiance was recited in school. And they may even have opened the day in prayer. Reciting the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of every school day was actually a very good idea. It ingrained within every single student the important lesson that a strong nation derives from unity and commitment, something that results when people are endowed with liberty and justice for all. People were once held accountable to this very pledge, and that accountability sustained America. Unfortunately, America is no longer united by this forgotten pledge. We are as polarized now as ever we have ever been in history, and liberty and justice have now been so severely compromised by the prevailing wave of a personal lack of accountability from one's actions uh, that um, we have no accountability. However, egregious the infractions, people just aren't held to any form of a standard. In fact, you could truthfully say that unaccountability has actually become a chief American trait. And it's a trait that is killing America. Hello, this is Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise, a radio show that focuses on things that unite us and bring us together as a nation, as Christians, as patriots. You're listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio, a place where truth is spoken loudly and clearly, where we have a standard of living that brings us nothing but the truth, the whole truth, and all that is good for every American. I thank you for joining me today. Unfortunately, a lack of accountability, something that I will discuss at, in depth today, is in American culture and government, and it's a direct result of actually falling away from God and from our biblical standard that demands such accountability. And the uh, popcorn Christianity in America that we see nowadays has actually failed to adhere to that standard. And it distresses me because we are reaping what we have sown. And now, quite frankly, we're in a real mess. Accountability is important to God. And for that reason alone, it should be very important to us. Let me begin by first defining my word. Accountability is actually defined in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary online as, quote, the quality or state of being accountable, an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. In other words, if what I say is identical to what I do, then I am holding myself accountable. Having personal accountability is the same as having personal integrity. Accountability actually means that there are consequences for wrongdoing. But when accountability is lost, someone always pays a price. Now, the price should be actually imposed 
against the individual who lacks accountability. But if not, that individual is paying the price for his lack of accountability, then those under his sphere of influence, his very sphere of influence will actually pay the price. Somebody always pays a price for a lack of accountability. In government, accountability simply means law and order, just as President Trump has repeatedly pushed in the last several years. Unfortunately, we have seen a severe erosion of law and order, and things are not getting any better. We do have some recent uh, lessons in American history. We don't have to go that far back to understand what having a great accountability means or a lack thereof. Most baby boomers were raised under a firm hand, and that demanded we be accountable for our actions. If we didn't do what we were told as children, assuming we had responsible parents, we might get a good spanking. If we dared to show any disrespect toward any adult, then the wrath of dad would be upon us when it was discovered. And very likely that neighbor offended would report the incident to a parent and the parent would take responsibility for the child holding the child accountable. The bottom line was if we behaved irresponsibly, there was hell to pay. And that was a good thing. Were our parents abusive? Well, by today's standards, of course they were. But what does that really mean? Back then, getting a spanking for doing something wrong was just the standard of being parented. And to be honest with you, I believed in it. I think the God, that God patted the bottom of little children for a reason. I'm not at all endorsing any type of physical abuse, but there has to be consequences for bad choices and wrong behavior that is called being held accountable. And the reason why our parents were the way that they were is because they simply were a product of the Great Depression that occurred roughly between 1929 and 1941. Some of you have no idea what that Great Depression entailed, but it actually began with a stock market crash on October 29, 1929. There was a severe drought that hit the Central Plains in 1930, and that was called the, quote, dust bowl, end quote. As a result of all of this, stocks plummeted, banks closed, and by 1933, unemployment actually reached a high mark of 25%. That means that one out of every four Americans could not find work. They were unemployed. The spirit of America at that time was at an all-time low. Times were very, very hard. America was struggling as never before. And personal accountability, being responsible, was desperately needed to survive. Sadly, this did not always prevail. Some men actually 
in the heat of battle, giving up in full despondency, they actually abandoned their families. Looting was a problem at times. People were struggling to survive. They had difficulty putting food on the table. There just was not enough money to purchase those things, the essentials, the clothing, the ability to keep warm uh, through heat. Heating the home was not available to many people. There just wasn't enough money because of the unemployment. The Depression was a time when many people also lost faith in government just as government began to expand its influence under democratic rule. A good many people actually have no idea how that expansion of government function began. President Roosevelt instituted in his first term the Emergency Banking Act, the Civilian Conservation Corps, the National Recovery Administration, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, the Civil Works Administration, the Work Progress Administration, the Social Security Act, the New Deal programs, and what did it all accomplish? These were all actions that were actually beyond the government's God-given role and it didn't accomplish anything good whatsoever, even in a time of despair in America. The fact was that despite all the government programs, unemployment began to rise again. And it was not until America began to prepare for World War II that the economy finally began to actually show some improvement a sad truth of history. But this expansion of government influence seemed to coincide with the beginning of a very slippery slope that led to devastation down the road. And it resulted from the loss of personal accountability within the three branches of government. You must know that the signers of the Constitution were very daring and very bold men, and they debated a great deal before ever signing the Constitution. In fact, many heated debates took place. There were many threats of people saying they would not sign the Constitution, and there was a reason for that. These people were highly untrusting of government simply because of what they had experienced in the form of oppression in the mother country in Great Britain. They were untrusting because of the propensity of man toward evil because of a seeming unquenchable lust for power, for money, and for popularity. Men like Charles Carroll, Samuel Chase, George Clymer, and John Dickinson were no fools. They wanted to somehow devise a plan so that there would be no rising of individual power, no autocracy, because they did not wish to go through the torment that they had gone through in England. 
They wrestled greatly with devising a balance of powers, and some actually refused to sign the Constitution without having a Bill of Rights in place at the same time. They absolutely knew that man could not be trusted to do the right thing. And some form of checks and balances was essential to preventing an administration from becoming rogue. And even with the Bill of Rights, their skepticism was not fully abated. We have three branches of government, and those branches of government must be individual entities not having any influence on the other in the form of collaboration. They must be skeptical of each other. They must be independent fully, one not controlled by the other. History has taught us that government intervention is not the answer to any form of prosperity or goodness. It was but a necessary evil to control the evil tendencies of mankind. But realize that these founding fathers did believe that government was a necessary evil. The natural tendency of the human spirit toward evil did make necessary the three-pronged government, but only for the sake of preserving freedom. Government existed to preserve justice and liberty, nothing more. When it came to commerce and developing a strong economy, that actually belonged in the private sector as did the establishment of education, of religion, of social mores, and all other affairs of men. When people become dependent upon government for survival, then personal accountability wanes very quickly. We become ultimately a welfare state, and such is the case in every communist, every socialist society in the world today and in the past. Socialism and and communism all have failed and we now still see the evidence of that across the globe. So what's the problem? The problem with loss of personal accountability comes with a government that is not accountable. There is a a cumulative effect, you could say, when the government starts taking over our lives. And as soon as the government tells you or I that we cannot do something that is legitimate, meaning righteous and not harmful to society or to one another, and if this is not challenged, then we begin to experience oppression. And we begin to ask the correlated question, what can I do? And how must I do it then if the government is telling me, giving me instructions of what I can and cannot do? And then we want to ask, well, what other restrictions apply? And when we ask these questions to to the unfair pressure of a government that is exceeding its God-given boundaries, the government will be very glad to give you an answer. And you can expect that answer to not be wholesome. The 
loss of accountability in government spreads. It begins with employment or with unemployment being stripped of work. And then the victim mindset takes hold. Think of all these people who had to close their businesses because of four shutdowns by the government. They lost their livelihood. And many people were, were put out of work because of the COVID pandemic or pandemic. And when these people were now unemployed, the government said, well, don't worry, we'll take care of you. And from that very point, then the victim mindset takes hold. And suddenly we find that we can't seem to help ourselves anymore. We become dependent more and more upon the government to take care of us. And throughout this entire COVID pandemic, that is exactly what the government set out to do, to make us helpless. And ultimately, that helplessness always leads to hopelessness. When stripped of accountability, we are also stripped of our human dignity. If I have no choice, no say in what I can and cannot do because of an oppressive government, then where is dignity? And where is individuality? The very strength of America is in the motivated individual. Take that from a person and they have nothing left. They are but an empty shell. And in essence, what our government is doing is instructing us in how to fail. And that is what is now happening in America. These people who have received a good sum from the government, many of them are people that simply don't want to work. They don't want to return to work. Look, in your own cities and towns right now, there are uh, help wanted signs all over the place. Businesses cannot find people to work because these people have learned the helplessness that the government has taught them. They have gotten fat and lazy of mind. They don't want to return to work. And why should they when the government says they will take care of you? We are instructed in how to fail. Well, America's children have been receiving instructions in failure now for decades in public schools. And it started in grade school, in kindergarten, and it has progressed through high schools and through colleges. Recently, a professor was fired because the professor refused to lower the standard for black people. Now, what an insult that is to every race in the world. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, red, or yellow. It makes no difference whatsoever. Any government that teaches its people how to fail is a failed government. A failed state has consequences. A failed state always leads to violence and to crime. It leads to drug and alcohol abuse, to broken families, to loss of motivation, to tyranny in society, and to poverty, and ultimately to hopelessness. Take a look at present-day America. 
We are there. America is, has been under attack now for some time. And the assault began with the man-made virus and the man-made vaccine. These were all a part of the coup plan. But we must all be held accountable for our actions. And it begins with government leaders. When government officials are not held personally accountable for what they say and do, then neither is the individual under them ever going to be held accountable, except to obey the dictators. This is how nations destroy themselves. This is how everyone in society ultimately becomes a victim. As I listen to the traffic on social media more and more, I see people saying, what can we do? It's, we, we might as well give up. We are in a situation that we cannot get out of. There's nothing we can do. People in America are giving up. The American government has taught us how to live a life of failure, how to be losers. Do you accept that? I don't. I don't. This is exactly how nations destroy themselves. And this is exactly how the human soul is dried up and withered. This is how Americans will sell their soul for a little comfort for a little hope of freedom that will never, never come. There will be a point in time very, very soon when our government will stop dangling carrots before your nose. And in replacement will come a whip that is being cracked. And when that comes, the party is over. You will have no choice. You must think about this. Have you been victimized by your government already because of its lack of accountability? How many victims do we already have in America? Some of you seem not even to be aware of it. Look at Social Security. You have paid into that account an incredible amount of money into your personal account for your retirement. That's what it was intended initially. And if you got that money back with a reasonable, fair amount of interest, everyone would retire a millionaire. Using your money, however, is what is happening by the government. They are taking that money from you, stealing it from you, on top of all the taxation that we now are burdened with, and they are using it for things that you do not necessarily represent, such as the healthcare of illegal aliens. People are pouring into our southern border right now. They are disappearing, but reappearing all over the country, being planted and being given a promise that the government will take care of them. And the government is using your money, your social security money, to provide these illegal aliens healthcare, education, and welfare. They will be promised a free education. 
they will be promised free health care, whereas the working class citizen of the United States who actually is providing all the money gets the least. Yes, you have been victimized by your government. Look at government research, the Fauci scam, funding of research to create a bioweapon, and who paid for that? Fauci weaponized a virus for profit and for control to destroy your health. He created then a vaccine, a so-called vaccine, and weaponized it for exactly the same reason. And it includes not just control of your mind, but also population control. You have been victimized in more ways than you can imagine. I mentioned excessive taxation. Do you know what's coming ahead? We will be taxed out of our own possessions before law. Look at the price of gasoline going up. Look at the price of food. Look at the shortages that are now beginning to appear in our society. It is not an accident. It is not just because of inflation or because of improper uh, development of, of foods, of materials, but this is actually a planned action to further take control of us. But the bottom line is that they are taking money from you and me for wasteful and even for evil purposes. The Wuhan lab was funded by the National Institute of Health, the NIH. Yes, what we're seeing also as an abuse of the government because of their lack of accountability, ever expanding laws, new rules, new mandates. Every time they say, just do this and you comply and do it, you have empowered the government to say, now just do this. And they have led us on to a string of events and all the while knowing that they are taking us to the slaughterhouse. We think that if we simply comply this one more time, that we will finally be allowed to do what we want to do. That's called freedom. But you will never, never, never receive freedom from submitting to a government that wishes to oppress you. It simply will not happen. We are seeing now in America the full fruits of a lack of accountability, both in government and in individual citizens. We are seeing lawlessness and injustice all over the place. We are seeing actions of hardened criminals, if you will, and I'm talking from the top down, and they are not being punished. Who is being punished? Well, before I go there, Let's look at some of those hardened criminals. Look at Obama's crimes. How many times has he violated immigration law? And how many times has he lied to us and sold us his disastrous Obamacare plan? He committed a crime by engaging in an illegal war in Libya. And what resulted? Remember Benghazi. He 
actually gave $1.7 billion in cash to Iran. That was criminal. Obama's goal was and still is to obliterate America. And history will reveal this beyond a doubt, sadly. And we still have not acted. Look at Joe and Hunter Biden. Billion-dollar payoffs from China, Ukraine, Russia. Where's the accountability with them? Well, you can work your way from the top to the bottom, all the way down the government chain, and we see nothing but compromise, lawlessness, lack of accountability for severe infractions of the Constitution. These are federal crimes. I look at my corrupt Marxist governor, Oregon Governor Kate Brown, who has established her own authority to keep Oregon in a state of emergency due to COVID. What authority does she have to do this? Absolutely none. She is the executive branch of state government. She has no authority to legislate, to make laws. We have another branch of government to do that. But what happens is that Governor Brown is not held accountable, and therefore her criminal activity will actually persist and get bolder and bolder. When she is not held accountable by the other two branches of government, but are in fact bolstered by those two branches of government, then we have a rogue government. We have a government that is out of control that has no accountability. This is criminal activity by strict definition. Look at big tech censorship, Twitter, Google, Facebook, all censoring conservatives with no repercussions whatsoever. They violate our most sacred of amendments, the first amendment of free speech and nothing is done about it. Nobody is punished. Nobody is held accountable. Unfortunately, this has become the new normal. Unaccountability has become a chief American trait. What effect does that have on the rest of the population? Well, if the government, as high as you want to go up, including to the puppet President Biden, if they can get away with it, then so can I, right? Isn't that what everybody would think? Well, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If the president can lie and cheat and steal from us and deceive everyone, then so can I. What effect does that have? Well, it creates, it creates rebellious organizations like Antifa, like BLM. It literally destroys cities. These groups have been ravaging people. We see violence and crime. We see no accountability, but in place of it, lawlessness, disorder, chaos, uncertainty, fear. Chaos serves a very distinct purpose in a rogue government. It's not happening by, abs, uh, by accident. The NIH, the FBI, the CIA, and all the three-letter organizations are corrupt. Many of these are actually spying on its own American citizens. This is unconstitutional. 
look at how they are now pushing vaccines. It started out with, oh, we've got a vaccine. This is great. Let's everybody get it. And then they started seeing side effects from it, including deaths. And they said, well, hmm, some of us with half a brain said, well, maybe not. Maybe it's not such a great idea. And by the way, what is this gene juice anyway? What's in it? We didn't know. We still don't know fully, but we have enough information to know it's dangerous. And so they had to then go door to door, soliciting initially saying, hey, have you gotten your jab yet? And what's happening now? Now we're being forced into it. And what's next? Those who refuse are now being cataloged and denied their basic rights. This is Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise with America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm going to take a short break and return to discuss the most corrupt and sinister event that is taking place in America, the greatest injustice in America, lack of accountability. Be right back. In 2008, the amount of concentrated time people could spend on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds. Five years later, it was only eight seconds, one second less than a goldfish. If you find yourself always distracted or having trouble recalling information, you're likely to fall behind in the demanding, fast-paced 21st century. In other words, brain performance is more critical now than ever. Boost your brain power with Healthy Cells Focus Plus Recall. Science-backed nootropics to sharpen focus, concentrate longer, enhance recall, improve mental speed, learn rapidly, and be more alert. It's a pill-free brain supplement made with maximum absorption technology designed to feed our brains at the cellular level. Take it for a test drive. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Focus Plus Recall. That's HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 20% off. The America Out Loud family is comprised of patriots in the true sense of the word. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty and the Constitution to help save America for future generations to come. AmericaOutloud.com It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip, your host on America Out Loud Talk Radio. And now what do we see? Well, we see a rise of a communist Democrat regime, supposedly under the presidency of Biden. But Biden is a puppet on puppet strings and the chief puppeteer is likely Obama. After all, what did Nancy Pelosi just state in a recent C-SPAN speech? Was it a slip of the tongue or was it a slip of the truth when she described, quote, the full Obama agenda of building back better? Well, I think it was the truth. 
she is becoming forgetful herself. She is very elderly. She is very sinister. And she has her own personal problems. But one of them is a very black heart. Yes, we do have a communist Democrat regime. There is no such thing as democracy in America. And sadly, there is no such thing as a free republic in America. We have lost that freedom when Biden stole the presidency. And because of that, we are now beginning to see the fallout. It's taking hold in a very serious way. We, the American people, are suffering the consequences of a grave injustice, and that is the lack of accountability of our nation's leaders. Remember, Obama did whatever he wished. How many times did he violate his constitutional rights as president? He violated constitutional law as often as he liked, and that was very often. And I would suggest that he is still doing it. And this must be stopped. If it does not, it won't be long before America is destroyed. You see, ultimately, without accountability, lawlessness abounds. When nobody is held accountable except those who do not follow government-imposed oppressive mandates, what we have is simply a remake of Nazi Germany. It's as simple as that. And the new Holocaust is actually taking place right now. And this results in a downward spiral into the ravages of forced submission to dictators. It's already happening right now in America. And this ultimately leads, if not, if not checked, it leads to revolution because a dictator will accomplish a few things. He will strip you of all your human dignity. He will rob you of all your possessions, including your God-given rights. And when tyranny becomes severe enough, and it always escalates, then it always is followed by a revolution. These are lessons from history that have been repeatedly taught and repeatedly forgotten. You must understand where America is going. We certainly are on a crash course. If all Americans are not regarded as being equal under the law, then only outlaws will prosper. And when those outlaws include the highest leaders of our land, then we are no longer a constitutional republic. When equality and the right to pursue life and liberty is gone, then America is no longer a free republic. Do you understand that we are there right now? We are there, and because of this full lack of accountability from our leaders, we have become a lawless nation. And a revolution is surely coming. It cannot be stopped. The only thing that is holding us back, the only thing that is holding back our government in any way is the armed American private citizen. I have appealed so many times 
to a standard, we must have a standard of right and wrong. The nation that has no standard can not be held accountable. It simply is impossible. And so I appeal to that standard again today, the great standard, the Bible, that gave us our freedom, that gave us the great American empire, has a few things to say about personal accountability, and you can be sure that God takes it very seriously. We read in Proverbs 22, 6, for example, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What does this mean? It means that parenting is very important. And if we do not teach our children how to be responsible children, accountable for their words and for their actions, then these children will grow up and they will not depart from whichever way they were raised. Parenting, you see, is supposed to be a process of letting go of your children. Early on, they are foolish little children. They have no wisdom. They have no understanding. And therefore, parents teach them. And if they are taught, then they learn to be responsible. That is, if they are held accountable. And once a child is held accountable and becomes responsible for his own actions, then we see the actual phase of parenting, which is a process of letting go, take place. Children, however, who are not taught to take responsibility for their action, be, actions, they will become as feral dogs, just wild dogs that go about causing havoc in the world. They do whatever they please. They run in packs like BLM, like Antifa. Children who are taught accountability early in life, however, become responsible adults. They learn respect for themselves and for others, and they accomplish great things. And then they tend to raise their own children to become responsible adults. What does this do? It strengthens a nation. And let me say that it has nothing to do with race, with the color of your skin. It matters not the external. What matters is what is in the heart. And this is where accountability resides. Luke chapter 16, verse 10 says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Look at Hunter Biden. Joe Biden raised Hunter Biden. Look at the fruits of Hunter Biden's life. How was he raised? How was he trained? What was instilled in this feral dog? Nothing good. And do you ever expect anything good to come from Hunter Biden? No. It would take an act of God to convert a Hunter Biden. And yes, that can happen, but the likelihood of it is low because when you train up a child in the way that he should go or he would go, then he goes that direction and likely does not return. 
Discipline is a big part of accountability. If a fellow warrior cannot be trusted in combat, then the force is weakened. But look at what we are actually seeing right now. The fellow warriors are good patriots. The majority of them have a standard and a good standard. But look at the leaders. What happens if military leaders are not held accountable? If this happens, then the warrior is completely neutralized. And that's what we just saw in Afghanistan. That's what we are now seeing with General Milley and company. And what do we see of the righteous warriors, such as Lieutenant Colonel Stu Scheller, who is now in jail? Why? Because he was accountable and he is now being punished for it. And this makes me very, very angry. How can they put a man who is holding his leaders accountable? How can they neutralize him and put him in jail? Something is very wrong. Every one of us will one day give account of ourselves to God. That's what we are told in Romans chapter 14, verse 12. Each of us shall give account of himself to God. And in 1 Corinthians 4, chapter 4, verse 2, we are told, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. That is called accountability. And in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, we are told but I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And that's a fact for every human being who lives. But remember, it's not just our words that count, but also our actions. We are told in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Actions and words must go together if you are accountable, if you choose to be responsible. There's a great significance of not being held accountable. Justice is lost without accountability. There's no way that we will ever have a peaceful society if there is no justice. And ultimately, what will happen in America if this continues is that the Constitution will be fully nullified. That means that the Constitution will actually be taken down. It will be destroyed. When have you heard a so-called Democrat appeal to the Constitution? I haven't heard it, oh, perhaps for a couple of years. Help me out if I'm mistaken. But once the Constitution is gone, so goes freedom. Freedom will ultimately be lost completely if our leaders and our citizens are not held accountable. But, okay, we have an irresponsible government that has not been held to task to do what is right, despite taking their oath to protect and preserve the Constitution. How do we fight back? Well, there are some ways to do that, and we must really take it to heart. 
We are facing some very hard times, and I guarantee you this is just the beginning of woes, and so we must act now. First of all, I would emphasize and encourage to every patriot out there to, first of all, make the Bible your own standard of truth and of righteousness. Remember that every truth, all truth, is God's truth. And therefore, we must be committed to speaking the truth and to exposing evil. And we must be willing to do that no matter the cost, because speaking the truth and exposing evil is the crux of a freedom fight. We must also not just speak, but live with integrity, live righteously. And how can we do that if we do not know the standard of all righteousness, the Bible? Please read your Bible daily and always, always resist evil. This is how we fight back. We resist evil. We do not comply with illegal mandates. We do not comply with anything that is ungodly. We do not encourage criminal action, even if it's by our government leaders. No matter what the cost, we must always resist evil. What else can we do? We can actually take action. We can actually file lawsuits for criminal violations against local lawless agencies, but better yet, better yet, what we really need to do is file criminal lawsuits against individuals, not just government agencies, because when a government agency is taken to court, there's no skin off of their backs. Who pays for those court fees? We do as taxpayers. But if we file lawsuits for criminal violations against lawless individuals, then we are likely to get some personal accountability. They will not be funded by the government if it is a personal lawsuit. And then it hits them where it hurts. See, the Bible says, you must remember, the Bible says not to sue another brother or sister in Christ. However, we must also realize that God gave us the government as a means of justice and by achieving justice, the way that we achieve justice is through judges. And judges, a righteous judge, is a servant of God and is there for the very explicit purpose of seeing that the innocent are protected and the guilty are punished. This is the whole purpose of government. But when the government itself becomes Satan's minions, then we are fighting something that is very sinister and then we are challenged because how do we progress to fight our righteous fight through government channels when the government is corrupt? What happens when the very purpose of government is to punish the wicked, yet the government itself is wicked? We are screwed. We are in a world of hurt. Bringing criminal charges for constitutional violations uh, this is a, uh, you know, this is a federal crime, but if we don't have a constitution because the constitution itself has been rendered null and void, then what recourse do we have? Well, it's a very dark picture. We don't want to go there. We peace lovers and freedom lovers 
like to actually enjoy life, to laugh, to have fun, to socialize, to be human beings. But if the government robs us of our constitution, which in effect has already taken place, then what do we do? The only solution that I can see is a revolutionary war. It is our only solution to overthrowing a corrupt government. And our nation's founding fathers absolutely knew this. Do I want it to go in that direction? Of course I don't. Would I be a revolutionary fighter? Of course I would. Of course I would. This is America. We are a Christian nation. We have a standard. That standard gave us the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence that made us a free nation. I took an oath as a military member to uphold that, to defend my nation. As a Christian, I will continue to pray. Pray for wisdom, to pray for courage, for strength, and yes, for peace. But there is a time when we must go to war. And as I have said repeatedly, we are at war already. I guess we need to understand a few things. Number one, America is suffering and hurting right now. Physically, yeah, the physical has just begun. Psychologically, we are being destroyed. We are being beaten down. Alcoholism and drug abuse continues to rise. Even though they have taken down all the pain doctors in America, there's a goal to do that. Even though opioid prescribing has gone way, way down, nothing has changed except that opioid abuse has risen significantly. You see, Every time we are deceived and we are played, we pay a very severe price. We must realize that the death knoll of America is already sounding in the distance. The deep state left has already figured out that they can get away with just about anything. They are accountable for nothing. Unless... We decide to become champions of liberty and justice for all. And then we can expect perhaps a change for a brighter day in America. But if we fail to act, if we fail to take up the sword, to take up this fight for a righteous cause, then we can expect the continued decline of the American empire, and it's going to happen rapidly. And it will occur in the same way that Rome collapsed, only a whole lot faster. Unless Americans begin to resist the present darkness that we are now facing by mass noncompliance with oppressive mandates, by exposing the evil and speaking up boldly and loudly by raising hell against this hell, we'll soon be fully enslaved. Unless we choose to put up a fight and hold our leaders accountable, they will continue in their unchecked federal crimes. Frankly, if we are not willing to fight evil, then evil will conquer us. 
And then we will deserve the consequences of our negligence. But I personally refuse to be a part of that complacency. I refuse to ever straddle the fence. I refuse laziness. I refuse anything that tells me to submit to an evil empire. I am an American fighting man. I am an American citizen. I am a follower of Jesus Christ, and the Bible alone is my standard. It is my standard of righteousness and of faith. It is the inspiration for the Constitution that I defend. We must grasp this and accept this and internalize this fact. Because if we don't, then America will soon be history as we know it. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip, and I have discussed the significance of accountability in all people. I hope that you will live your life this week in such a way that pleases the Lord, in such a way that you are a true American citizen with full accountability, with full integrity, and with righteousness. Go out and love your neighbor as yourself and the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. And we just might save America. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next week again. Adieu.